0: It has to be part of your thing and then you know you you do it like this and then you break the mold welcome to the creative studio this is the podcast where we conduct experiments with podcasting my name is joshua rivers and this is a production of podcast guy media llc biographic and engaging story plus emotion or moments of reflection and it's not all just documentaries because we get sucked into the story but in a narrative podcast you explore
1: the answer and you find it by weaving through a set of occurrences it's a change of direction
0: add in extra information or background or thought process to what was already recorded throughout season four we have been covering narrative style podcasting this includes journalistic or documentary styles as well Now, the first 10 episodes of this season covers this topically as we step through the process of creating a narrative podcast. I interviewed 11 podcasters for this series, and in each episode, you'll hear from several of each of them. Now, I'm releasing the full interviews that I did with each of these guests. I'm going to do this for several reasons. First of all, there were several things that were brought up in the conversations that didn't make the final cut. It was still good information, it just wasn't as pertinent to the topic at hand, or maybe it was talked about by other guests. Secondly, you get to hear what the conversation was like before I cut all the audio up for the original series. Today, we get to hear from Jessica Rhodes. She is the host of the Interview Connections podcast, which was formerly Rose to success. Interview Connections is also her business, where she connects podcast hosts with guests. She is also the co-host of the Podcast Producers podcast, which was actually one of the inspirations for this series. She brings a lot of great information about interviewing techniques.
1: Do you want me to record my end, too, and send it to you?
0: Yeah, that would be good if you can do that. Okay, sure. Definitely appreciate that.
1: That's one thing we did with the podcast producers. We always ask the other guests to record their end for top-notch quality.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, so like I said, I have several things that I have. I'm actually started combining them. I started with 10, but as I've gone through, I realized that there's a lot of overlap between them. So So anyway, the first thing that I wanted to get your perspective on is if there's someone that is looking to do a narrative or they're considering doing it, what would be a reason why they should, or maybe that's the right word, maybe not should, but what would be a reason that they might consider doing a narrative style?
1: You know, after Corey and I produced and got the podcast producers out, one thing I realized as it was being downloaded and listened to and as we were getting feedback was this really helped make us kind of thought leaders in podcasting. So I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind is putting on a narrative podcast is going to make you a thought leader in that industry. It really brings you a lot of credibility because of the amount of work that goes into it, the amount of production, the high quality aspect to the show, it really just makes you come across as a lot more serious about what you're doing. You know, I love all types of podcasts. I host a weekly show myself where I do, you know, I turn on Skype call recorder, I do an interview, I close it out and it's very little editing, weekly episodes and that's great. And so a lot of people do that, but when you put out a narrative style podcast, you are putting out a quality of show that is so much higher than the majority of shows out there. So it really does set you apart from the crowd.
0: That's interesting. I didn't never thought of that aspect of it because, I mean, there is definitely a lot of work that goes into it, both in preparation and then in the post-production as well. So that's a very good point. I love that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many podcasts. People are launching podcasts every day. People want to podcast because they want to make a lot of money and they want to be super famous and they want the easiest way to do it. Well, the reality of the situation is if you want to be super famous or super successful or make a lot of money, you have to put in the hard work. There is no fast track or fast path to a lot of success. So putting on a narrative style podcast is a lot of work, but you will get a, a lot of positive recognition, a lot of exposure with really, really quality show. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Now, I know with you and Corey, you guys are ramping up to get ready for season two. Yes. So you're going through a second round of planning and preparation for a series. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that you do or that you can recommend to others when they're working on trying to take that overall idea, boiling it down to specific topics to be able to try to construct a story?
1: Mm-hmm. So- I mean, need to know and have a good understanding of who your audience is and who your target listener is, and also what the story arc is. I mean, the difference between you know a normal weekly podcast or a podcast with just episodes and a narrative show is there is a story arc. There's a beginning, there's a middle, and an end. And so when Corey and I went through season one and we're having those brainstorm calls, thinking about okay, we're talking to podcasters what are the questions that podcasters have what do podcasters talk a lot about and so we kind of just brain dumped all the different topics that we had in mind and then on a google spreadsheet we kind of moved them around in a different order and thought strategically about okay we're going to start talking about the listeners first who's even listening to podcasts and then we're going to go into you know the podcasting community so we thought about what the right order would be and how that story would be told. We could totally change the order and have it be a completely different story. So I would just say that you want to think about who your target listener is and what the goal of the show is. What is the story that you're trying to tell? So the podcast producers started talking about who's even listening to podcasts. And the last episode was about kind of radio and podcasting and is podcasting taking over radio. So we just kind of talked about that concept. So there was a clear kind of beginning, middle and end to the series. So now we're looking at, all right, we ended talking about radio. Are we going to go broader? Are we going to continue into that realm for season two, or are we going to go to a completely kind of different topic? So I hope that helps.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. Definitely. Now, I know something that you excel in, you created an entire business around interviewing yes and contacting guests and things like that and being able to match up guests with the right podcasts mm-hmm. and vice versa. right? And so, especially when we're talking about narrative, obviously, interviewing people is... A big part of that because you're bringing in the perspectives of different people to be able to create the entirety of the story. So when you're going to find those subjects, uh, what are things that you would look for more specifically?
1: Mm-hmm. It's a really good question. And we had, I think it was 27 or 28 interviews on our series. And We thought a lot about the types of people that we wanted to have on. And so when you're thinking about what types of interviews you want to have, your guests, they are the show. (laughs) So when you have a narrative-based podcast where you're featuring a lot of different guests, you need to be okay with not being the front and center spotlight. And I suppose that you can produce however you want and you can be the spotlight. The way Corey and I did it was we were kind of I don't know if Corey would describe it this way, but I kind of felt like we were like the puppeteers. You know, we were asking the right questions to allow the guests to tell the story. We weren't coming in saying, this is how it is. This is our opinion. We would contribute our own thoughts and conversation. But most of the podcast was asking the right questions so the guests could tell their story. So we were really strategic and careful about having guests on From a variety of different categories of podcasts. We wanted to have guests of different experience levels. We wanted some well-known names, but we also wanted people that weren't super famous and weren't super successful because there are a lot of shows out there that their number one goal is they want the biggest guests ever, they want the biggest names, and that's how they're going to be successful. Well, at the end of the day, in my humble opinion, a good podcast is one with good content, good production quality, good down quality and a host who really, really digs their show, not just a big name. right? There Some of my favorite podcasts are shows where I have no idea who the guests are. I'm excited every day to download a show and say, who is this person? What's their story? I've never heard of them before. So think about what you want your show to be. I would advise against hosting a narrative show and only trying to get the biggest names. I think that A narrative show is beautiful because it's bringing voices to so many different people that you don't hear on every other podcast.
0: That's a good point. I like that. Yeah. have that variety.
1: Yeah. I would love to talk a little bit about how we interviewed and just some tips on and have a good interview. Would that be something that you want to talk about? Yeah,
0: absolutely. That'd be great.
1: (laughs) Because like I said, doing over 25 interviews. When I go back, we've been releasing the raw and uncut episodes. And the first couple interviews I did, Mm -hmm. you know, were super stiff. And you're just doing this podcast, Joshua, you're going to see that at the end of all your interviews, you're going to be so, not to say that you're not good, but you're going to be so much better at -hmm. the end after doing all these interviews. The difference in doing a narrative style podcast, the interviews are not Meant to just be heard raw and uncut. You're going to take different parts of the conversation and put them throughout the series. So it's not this flowing conversation that people are having. It feels a little choppy, right? As we're recording this right now, it's a little choppy because you're going to take different things that I'm saying and put them into the right episodes. So keep that in mind. The tip that I heard Mark Marin from WTF say, I heard him, I was watching podcast movement via Periscope. And His interview tip was listen. I mean, that is honestly the best tip I've ever heard. And the best advice that I can give is when you're interviewing, really listen and let your guests do as much of the talking as possible, especially in a narrative based podcast. If you're doing a conversational interview podcast, it's going to be a back and forth. But when you're recording interviews that you're going to cut up and put out into a narrative based series podcast, let your guests do as much of the talking as possible. And then the other thing that I wanted to say, Corey taught me this the best part of your interview, the best stuff is going to come after at least 15 minutes. So if you can have your interviews go for a minimum of 30 minutes, now sometimes you're gonna get you know really great guests and you can only get them on the horn for 30 minutes, but if you can have someone on with you for an hour, The stuff that comes after that 15, 20-minute mark is going to be the best. So listen really, really carefully. Let your guests do as much of the talking as possible and stay on the phone with them for as long as you can. I mean, not an extremely long time. We all have stuff to do, but stay on for longer than 15, 20 minutes because you're just breaking the ice after that first few minutes.
0: Yeah, excellent tips. I love that. And I'm not going to tell Jared that you were watching via Periscope and so. Well, I was, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He knows I had a baby in August, so I could not go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I completely understand. I just heard some people kind of shun that behavior. It's like, hope you're not doing this on Periscope. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, I know so many people are periscoping. So I'm like, I'm going to watch because I am nine months pregnant and I wish I could be there. I already got my ticket for this summer, though, so I'm excited. Oh, awesome.
0: Well, hopefully (laughs) I'll see you there.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) I'm hoping to be able to make it. And so I haven't got my ticket yet, but I'm still waiting for making sure I can have the time and all that kind of stuff. So
1: absolutely. But
0: it looks like it should work out pretty well. Good. Well, Let's see here. Now, another big thing we already talked about, cutting a lot of things. And I know that Corey did a lot of this. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your role was in trying to decide which pieces would go in. So maybe just from your perspective, what do you think would be good as far as trying to find those right pieces to fit in?
1: Well, you're right. Corey did a lot of this. So I can talk a little bit about our roles and kind of also emphasize the importance of having a team because I think... Mm -hmm. Doing a narrative based podcast by yourself is going to be a really, really big challenge. It's not impossible, but Corey and I each brought very different skill sets to the table, which allowed us to have a really good show. So I would really highly recommend that if you want to do a narrative based podcast, really make sure that you have the right partners to help you do it really well. So what I brought to the table was. I have a good voice on the microphone. (laughs) I can interview well. I know how to get guests. So I brought a lot of the, you know, I was the main booker for the show. I brought a lot of, you know, obviously contributed along with Corey, just ideas, you know, had the idea of how to launch the show. Like, you know, we decided to put out all episodes on day one rather than put them out on a week by week basis. We just dropped all 10 episodes right there on, on our launch date. So, I think more like a marketer (laughs) than Corey does. Corey is an artist. I'm more of the entrepreneur. So again, we bring really different skill sets. Corey is absolutely, he is the editor. He is the producer. He is the one that opens up his... I think he uses Adobe Audition or something. And he's the one that's listening to all the interviews and taking the pieces and putting them together. So we brainstormed what the story would be. You know, we talked through, okay, in episode one, we're going to talk about this and let's probably have these guests be the primary feature of this episode and these guests be the primary feature of this episode. But what we realized, while we would book a guest to primarily talk about one topic, we ended up talking to them about a lot more. So there was one guest I remember that I thought, okay, I'll talk to him about DIY podcasting and he ended up having a really great story about sponsorships. So we ended up using a lot of his material in the episode about advertising and monetizing your podcast. So again, just you want to have partner, you want to know what your skill sets are and just get as much content as you can. You don't want to kind of like pre-edit. You want to just talk to the guests and try to get as much great information. A lot will get left on that cutting room floor. I mean, there were some people that we interviewed that we didn't use any audio from their interview just because it didn't fit the story arc. So that might happen, but you just want to get as much great audio as possible. So you have plenty to work with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. And so, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not working with the team, so I'll get to yeah. feel the full brunt of the work.
1: <laughs> you will. Yeah, you got a big mountain ahead of you, but it's not impossible, but it's a big challenge and you're taking that on. So that's great.
0: hmm yeah. yeah. And so uh, one thing for me is I'm wanting to really cut my teeth in this style too, so that I can help other people better with various parts of it. Right. Hopefully it works out that way. Exactly. Now, I believe we're down for a half hour
1: yeah, I don't have a hard end, so I'm fine going over a little bit if you'd like to. My next call is not for an hour and a half. So I'm not that we're going to go an hour and a half, but I'm fine doing okay. this a little bit longer than 30 minutes if you'd like.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Well, because I was going to say that when I might need to cherry pick the next one. So I have of four questions here, basically.
1: Feel free to ask them all. Again, I don't have a hard stop, so.
0: Okay, let's see. So the next one here involves like the strategic elements. So you mentioned earlier about the fact that in a story... Especially a narrative that we're talking about here is that there's beginning, the middle, the end. What are the strategic elements that you want to place into it so that you can obviously hook them and keep them throughout?
1: What do you mean by strategic elements? I don't quite understand the question.
0: I don't know. I guess that is a little vague. And so, I mean, there's ways to be able to hooks so that you can be able to use, mm-hmm. probably like at the beginning, ways to be able to grab their attention.
1: Yeah. So like the listener. Mm -hmm. So here's what I would recommend. Here's what Corey and I did in the narrative based podcast. You want to have a variety of feels to the show. So what we did was we had three different kinds of audio. We had interviews. We had solo segments and we had conversations between Corey and myself. And then there was also music. OK, so an episode would, you know, as you're listening to an episode, you're going to hear, you know, an interview. So you're going to hear a portion of an interview, you know, Corey interviewing someone or me interviewing someone. And then you're going to hear a splice where just me talking in the microphone. And I'm sure that you know this, Josh, when you hear somebody on a solo podcast and it's just them in the microphone, they are alone in a room. It's just them and their microphone. The sound of their voice and the tone is so much different when they're talking in an interview. Likewise, it's also different when you're just having a conversation like Corey and I partners, co-hosts, us talking back and forth. He wasn't interviewing me and I wasn't interviewing him. We would have a topic at hand. We would start with, okay, DIY podcasting. And we would just kind of talk. We would say, yeah, you know, I started and like, we would just kind of give our stories and our thoughts and we would kind of go back and forth. Again, it's a different feel from an interview. So in a narrative-based podcast, one of the things that you can do to hook listeners is to have different kinds of vocals, right? So the solo, the interviews, the conversations, the music is huge, right? So we used, Corey contracted a musician to compose music for the show. Listen, we talked a little bit already about the importance of having a really high quality production value in a narrative show. That's one of the things that's going to set you apart from most other weekly based, you know, interview podcasts. Having really quality music is a big part of that. There are a lot of stock music sites with lots of jingles, A lot of them sound like crap. (laughs) So I think it's really important to use high quality music. So you can find musicians to compose a song for you. Spend a couple hundred dollars. Get good sounding music. Spend a couple hundred dollars, get some good sounding music. So, again, the production quality and the sound, that's going to hook listeners. When they hear really high quality music, something that's composed and not just kind of like a stock, you know, guitar playing and drums, that'll set you apart for sure.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. You actually combined that with another question I was going to ask, and that was techniques for using the music and transitions yeah, with the narrative. And so that's good. I mean, using the different music is obviously a very big thing, as you mentioned, but then also like kind of giving that variance with the voices into that context. That's good. Yeah. Good thing there. Is there anything else that you can think of that, that can help with those transitions from your experience? Mm-hmm. I know it was more Corey's department.
1: Yeah. I mean, the editing was definitely was Corey, but you know, what we did was we listed out all the episode in order. So the basic title and what we would talk about in each episode. And then we listed out kind of a rough idea of what guests we would feature for that episode. And then after we did all those interviews, Corey and I recorded conversations with each other about those topics. And then after all that, we went through and recorded our solo pieces. So it might've been, some of them were five minutes. Some of them were 10 or 10 minute solo piece about that topic. And then there were some that I said, Corey, I don't even know what to say about this topic. You know, I didn't do a solo topic. For, I think, maybe the sponsorship one, I was like, I just don't know what to say about this. (laughs) So, you know, it's like it's not, you know, scientific formula, but you want to try to get a lot of different audios to work with.
0: So what's your advice on getting sponsorships for narrative (laughs) podcast?
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) honestly, it just goes back to really high production quality and like putting a lot of thought into the launch because we have had people reach out to us wanting to sponsor season two because it was a really great show and we focused all of our energy on quality interviews, a quality show, quality production, we really didn't do much around marketing. <laughs> you know, we did some graphics, we share the show on social media. And I mean, maybe that was a downfall on us to not market it as much, but I think because so much all of our energy was into the production of the show, like it marketed itself. We got, you know, listeners who share it for us because they were so enthusiastic about it. Mm-hmm. So I mean honestly when you focus you know, all of your energy on a really, really highly produced show, you are going to attract sponsors. In my opinion, I think you really will. If you go into something and I think the mistake a lot of podcasters make, is they say, I'm going to do a podcast because I want to get sponsors. And then they've got dollar signs in their eye and they're thinking about how quickly they can get a lot of downloads. But when you really focus on a very quality show, you have a very clear Avatar, very clear target market in mind. There's a very clear story. It is very, you know, it's undeniable what your show is, what it's about. You can definitely attract sponsors. One other thing that we did, Josh, is we knew that this is a show that everyone should listen to if they are interested in podcasting. Like hands down, if you're interested in podcasting, you want to be on podcasts, you want to know what the heck this whole podcasting world is, listening to the podcast producers is going to give you a really nice overview of all the different aspects to it. So in the iTunes store, there is a section called how to podcast, and it has shows like Podcast Answer Man and The Audacity to Podcast, and it has podcasting. Well, what do you think I did? I emailed Apple and I said, our show should be listed in that category. And it took a couple of months and a couple of follow-ups, but now our podcast is listed in the how-to podcast section of iTunes because we had a very clear target market, a highly produced show, and and we went for it. You know, we asked for what we wanted, we followed up, and we made it happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. I was actually meaning that as as a joke, but that's a good answer. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, we're we're past that 20-minute mark, so that. So that's probably <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> that's why I, probably
1: the good stuff is
0: coming. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now, let's see. One thing that I know what you're doing, you already mentioned it too, about after you released the the original 10, you took, instead of just throwing the scraps away, if you will, you mm-hmm. guys are repurposing it and producing new episodes with those. Other ways that you can think of or that you've heard or seen done with The content that didn't make it to the final pieces?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I cannot speak for what other narrative shows do with the content or with unused audio. I highly doubt, you know, producers at NPR and Slate and Gimlet Media would want to air those unedited pieces because they're edited out for a reason. Corey and I just wanted to, you know, we're a show for podcasters, right? So our audience. Will respect and value that unedited aspect. And, you know, also showing the unedited interviews is a lesson in and of itself of saying, hey, here's what these interviews sound like before they're highly produced. So, and we also just wanted a way to create buzz. I was pregnant when we made this. So, you know, I said to Corey, I'm not going to be able to do a season two, you know, at least until the new year. He's also really busy. Podfly is, you know, growing and really successful. So, we knew we weren't going to be able to come back and produce another season for, uh, you know, a little while. So we just thought this was a really great way to just keep people engaged. We chose to not grow an email list together. So on the podcastproducers.com, you can find my bio and a link to my website and you can find Corey's bio and a link to his website. But we chose to not you know, grow an email list and be, you know, sending out a newsletter and doing all the marketing stuff. So we needed a way to kind of keep people engaged, to keep people subscribed, because, you know, when you stop producing episodes, people will likely unsubscribe because there's no reason to keep you, you know, in their podcast app. But we wanted to keep having episodes come out just so people kind of stayed in touch with us.
0: Yeah, very good. I love the explanation behind it. And so that's good. better than just a straight answer, getting the why behind it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we thought about, you know, early on, I said, oh, maybe we use the unedited, maybe we package them all together and use it as a, again, a list builder. Or, you know, we had people that said, you know, you could sell this series. It's so highly produced. But again, this was about getting content out. It's not a list builder. It's not a way to make money. It is a way to really help provide good content. I know Corey really wanted to, have a good podcast produced by Podfly, you know, so people could hear it. It's brought him a lot of clients and also make us authority figures. Corey and I were both behind the scenes people in podcasting, working really hard in and on our businesses, but not necessarily like front and center, you know, as these Internet celebrities. So we did want to show that we know what we're talking about. We know a lot about podcasting. We don't just have businesses for podcasters.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, that's good. And actually with that, I mean, you guys didn't mention what you guys did. Yeah. So, your, your particular companies, you didn't mention those very often. I think.
1: Oh, yeah. That was a decision. We were purposeful not to be too promotey. <laughs> and we also would edit out, and most of our guests were fine about this. But if we had a guest that was like, in my business, you know, a lot of times we would edit that out because, again, we did not want this to be a business podcast where it just sounds like everyone's pitching what they do. You know, hey, I'm Jessica. I'm from interviewconnections.com. And like, maybe if we had talked more about our businesses, we would would have seen more people visit our websites but we just go back to the original goal and the purpose of this show was to produce high quality show that provides amazing value to podcasters and to people interested in podcasting when you do that you will attract people to you people will hear this and say wow you know, I love this show, who is Jessica Rhodes, who is Corey Coates, and they will seek us out. And I think that the people who really like the show and who don't know who we are, who come seek us out, they're going to be really quality leads. They're going to be people who are really interested in learning about us as opposed to just hearing my website on the air and going, "Oh, okay, that's who she is. But yeah, again, we didn't want to sound like we were doing this to promote ourselves. We really wanted this to sound like and be a show That's goal was to provide amazing value, amazing content, and just to show, you know, kind of what Corey and I could do on a podcast.
0: Yeah, that was good. And and just a demonstration of what you said earlier about just producing the work and basically just letting that do the work for you. And it just brought you there. And so, I mean, it was a result of that podcast that I sought out Corey while at Podcast Movement Mm -hmm. and had a conversation with him Mm a couple weeks after that about narrative podcasting just to kind of get some kind of direction. Right. And that allowed me to be able to dabble that little bit with that project I was working on and now led me doing this with to me reaching out to other people to do that. And so, and of course, I mean, I love what you guys do and I tell other people and so go listen. And so, thank you. So I have another one here for resources. Mm -hmm. Are there resources that you have used or that you know of that are good for people that want to do this type of project?
1: Well, I would recommend they use Podfly Productions too. or you, I'm sorry, we should be promoting your services here. I mean, as far as resources, Corey and I did everything ourselves. I booked all the guests. So interviewconnections.com books guests. So, you know, I booked all the guests Corey did all the editing and production. So this was really a I mean, obviously, this was something, you know, for our businesses, but this was also a passion project where we didn't need to use a lot of stuff outside our own skill set and our own abilities. So yeah, I guess that's all I would say. There's not a whole lot else out there. I mean, if you're yeah, I'll leave it at that.
0: Well, what about for yeah. not necessarily the actual production of it, but for mm-hmm. like learning how to or okay, okay. inspiration yeah. for things to include or do you have anything like that?
1: Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I would highly recommend honing your skills on the mic, honing your communication skills and how to speak well on the mic. The way I've honed mine is just by practice. You know, you just have to do a lot of podcasting and do a lot of interviews and listen to yourself after the fact to hear how you sound and to improve. I would recommend listening to a couple podcasts um, to learn from the best. So in my opinion, Terry Gross, Fresh Air is one of the best interviews of all time. I learn a lot from her interview style. I also think Mark Marin, host of WTF, is a really great interviewer. So those are two shows that I would recommend listening to as a way to learn how to be a better host and a better interviewer. I would be remiss if I didn't recommend checking out I have a web TV show where I give tips for podcasters interviewconnections.tv I do weekly shows weekly videos with quick tips for podcasters and guest experts so yeah so listen and just doing a lot of practice honestly I started podcasting in October 2014 and you know was pretty stiff on the mic for several months it takes a lot of practice but I would just stick with it and just keep listening and learning. Listen to yourself and listen to really good shows. Maybe Terry Gross and Mark Maron aren't your cup of tea, but look for some really high quality podcasts and just listen as a way to learn how they do it.
0: Thank you for listening to the creative studio podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to these interviews If you haven't already listened to the full 10-part series of narrative podcasting, I encourage you to do so, so that will help you to be able to get a grasp on creating a narrative podcast from a topical standpoint. I also have detailed show notes available on the website at creativestudio.academy. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast player, and share this with someone you think would benefit from the content. I look forward to sharing more about podcasting experiments. This is a production of Podcast Guy Media, LLC.